Hey there, this is Ensuing Confusion GM and producer Connor Sheridan. Just wanted to pop in before the episode starts to let you know that in this gameplay session we had some recording problems, so there might be some poorer quality audio than you're used to. Uh, those issues affected the contents of this episode and the next one, but after that it should be back to normal, so thank you for sticking with us. Uh, without any further ado, here's the episode. Hey everybody, and welcome back to Ensuing Confusion, an actual play RPG podcast where we are currently playing through a heavily modified uh, Scum and Villainy campaign in our own fun little world. Uh, I am Connor Sheridan, I am the Game Master today, and I am joined by Kitty. Hello. Catherine. Hey there. Tony. Hello. And Cleric. Hi. And I wasn't showing any favoritism. I was just going clockwise from the upper left in my, my Google Meet here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's see. Last time, uh, our party had just spent a, a rather busy downtime uh, uh, session uh, getting all linked up after after some, some time apart, doing some sleuthing to determine who was trying to shut down your favorite combination diner, bathhouse, flying boat, ended up part owners of a cantina on gypsum heights was nice um although i don't know they might they might want you to like come and bust tables for them or something we'll see how that goes um if anything we're gonna cook because yeah. that's what we're good at. <laughs> apparently <laughs> that's right because we've got doc spice here with the, uh, special blend of herbs yep. and spices what is it at a KFC? It's like a thir- 11? 11 herbs and spices? <laughs> I'm well. not, I, that might be it. Or, you know, you could go all the way to Dr. Pepper, where, what is it, like 23 special flavors? <laughs> well, you've got 34, all of the Dr. Pepper spices and all of the KFC spices. Lost time, <laughs> no longer. Uh, but yes, we ended that session with you uh, getting ready to uh, talk about a new, a new job. A new job uh, proper for a uh, crew of your sort, and I think that's that's where we'll open you uh, with you all uh, seated. Actually, there's probably only like two chairs, so two of you are seated and two of you are standing um, in the office of Plon Lively, a uh, middle-aged man with fair skin and a receding hairline pulled back into a low, messy bun. Uh, his office smells like flowers and very, very old cigarette smoke. Um, I don't know if cigarettes are even a thing in this world, or like maybe they're very rare artifacts because people probably didn't even smoke them that much before. That's just how much somebody smoked in this office, like before before this strange event. Um, but yeah, it smells like flowers too. So it's you know he's trying. And Plan has uh, greeted you all. I'm guessing probably knew our our good speaker friend Augustine because Augustine knows everybody. And he is telling you about uh, about a job offer that he has. So let me look at that. All right. Yeah. So he he needs you to help him out with a little issue that the um, the Junkers Guild is run into. Uh, he tells you about this this new site called uh, Dig One Twelve, uh, and I'll actually bring that up on the map. Let me make sure you're all on the right tab for that. Yes, you are. Map layer. All right. Dig 112, uh, which is, um, you can see on the map, just east of the Reverent Assemblage. Um, mm-hmm. And it's actually, you've been nearby that area before because that's where the uh, blockade is, too. Um, and Plon tells you that, uh, yeah, uh, last I heard, it, it might have been our biggest find in years. But I haven't heard anything from Dig 112 for days, and based on our projections, it's just getting closer and closer to the fleet's blockade. Uh, I need you to get in there and find out what the holdup is. And if the fleet is messing with our claim, get anything you can carry back out. Hmm, whatever is stored in the 
dig site 112 uh, must be something the government doesn't want us to know about. So I'm in. <laughs> uh, I don't know if they know what's there either. Uh, based on what we found, at least what they reported back so far, it seemed like it was on a lower strata for a long time. And uh, you're, you'd all be familiar with how like different landbergs exist at different strata. You know, it's not all just like one nice plane. Uh, the lower ones tend to be harder to access for all number of reasons, but uh, they also tend to have more interesting stuff on them because they haven't been picked over. Um, for whatever reason, this one that seems like it was down there for a while is now coming up uh, and it's coming toward that blockade. And yeah, he says, um, if you're getting in there uh, near the blockade, you should probably have some kind of an alibi other than, well, we're, we're coming to take some stuff out before you guys get your hands on it. Um, <laughs> the Junkers Guild camp, uh, four gaskets out there, actually, and that's the, the boss of the Junkers Guild. Mm -hmm. uh, they've got to be pretty close to running out of food and water by now. Um, I could spot you some cash if you don't mind going on a shopping trip first. Shopping is fine. <laughs> I'm wondering uh, what got you into business with the Junkers Guild in the first place. Why are we hearing this from you? Oh, I'm a, I run their satellite office here. And he just kind of gestures around himself like, this is the satellite office. <laughs> it's not that much. <laughs> all right. All right. I got it. Well, I still have some uh, some friends in the Junkers Guild. I don't want anything terrible to happen to them. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't have any particularly friendly feelings for the... Uh, <laughs> the old government there, the federal, the federales. So <laughs> I'd be. <laughs> the Azure fleet. It's Azure. I keep calling it Azure. Yes, the Azure fleet. So I would be happy to uh, lend a hand. I think it's something that we can help out with and get squared away. All right. Now, I, I wouldn't ordinarily do this, but uh, I know, I know you're good for it, um, Augustine. And he, uh, reaches under his desk and he pulls out a, uh, uh, it's a, it's a lock box. Um, and he, he flips it open and pulls out some various coinage. Uh, and he gives you about two cred worth of, um, worth of, you know, coinage and currency. And he says, uh, you know, pick up some, pick up some supplies or whatever. You're the experts in moving things around. Uh, they, they really are running low on, uh, probably food and water though. So, I'm, I'm sure they'd appreciate whatever you could bring them. But like I said, the real the real problem is making sure that whatever we found out there, we we get out before the fleet feels like they can just grab grab it up. You know what I mean? We'll see what we can do. All right. Good luck out there. Um, oh, did you have any questions for him before he he's, he's he has stood up? Like this is all he needs <laughs> to do. His part of this is finally uh, done. He seems like visibly relieved. <laughs> You can tell he's been like, stressing about this for a while. Um, but you don't have to leave right away. You can ask him some questions if you want. Well, I have a question for you as the game master. Can you do like a little line or something to indicate where this blockade is? Since apparently this blockade is an ongoing thing. Because sure. I'm not sure where around the dig it's located. What you know of it is basically going around the uh, landmass known as the Reverend Assemblage. But yeah, I think uh, he's he's nervous that once it moves into the blockade territory, then the Junkers will need to evacuate it because, you know, it'll be part of an active fleet operation. I see. Now, the Junkers Guild, as far as we know, isn't doesn't have like active conflict with the Azure fleet, does it? No. Um, okay. The Junkers Guild has, it sort of has a parallel in the fleet that they don't get along very well with called uh, Indigo Analytics. Um, mm. And, you know, sometimes they compete over claims and things like that, but they're not an active conflict. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they don't, they're never like trading fire or anything. It's more like lots of grumbling back and forth. Okay. So there's not a reason to think that if this dig site uh, went into the fleet and the fleet kind of took the dig site, uh, that the junkers on the dig site would be like killed, right? From what you know, yeah, it doesn't seem like anybody's life would be in danger, probably. Okay. Uh, just that, you know, the this dig that they're very excited about would no longer be in their, their jurisdiction. All right. And the only information that they're giving us about the dig is that it came from the lower strata. 
Yes. Okay. Uh, that seems to be all he knows. You could try to like, you could see if you could make some rolls to see if you can get more out of him. Um, you don't get an immediate impression that he's holding out on you. What information would we, as the common folk, have about the lower strata? What would we know about it? I think you would know that they're, they can be somewhat dangerous. There tend to be more, there's more activity down there in terms of spirits and things that are a little harder to explain. They tend to be, there tends to be more artifacts down there. Um, the common explanation is just that they haven't been picked over yet, but it also, there also just tend to be more sites that had, you know, for whatever reason, more, uh, they were more built up. Okay. Got um, it. In some cases, there's even like environmental effects that, so you'd need like some kind of special gear, mm -hmm. you know, like the air is heavier down there because it's further down. So you might need like a diving suit of some kind, but um, this, this thing has come up high, so that's not a problem. Got it. Got it. All right. Because I'm, I'm just trying to assess, like, what we would know about this situation, because that would certainly shape how my character would be thinking about and respond to this situation. <laughs> totally. All right. Does anybody else have any questions? The Azure Fleet and who else is near the blockade? Uh, so the Azure Fleet is running the blockade, which uh, they, they aren't saying why they're blockading that area. Um, it is like kind of suspiciously right outside the Reverend, Reverend Assemblage's uh, quote shores, and then the Junkers Guild are the ones who are running okay. the, the dig that is rapidly seeming to move toward the blockade. And we know that they've unusually lost contact with them. Yeah, it's been a little bit longer than since they've heard from them than I'd expected. But again, uh, communication is tough in this world. It's done through you know uh, their yeah. Yes, I'm a four. So there's some like permanent buoys between establishments, but otherwise it's it's ships signaling each other. So losing word for with somebody for a while isn't as like grim as if somebody just goes radio silent. Okay, got it. All right. So so you have those two cred. You could just keep it. You don't have to actually do that thing that he recommended you do. Um, it would probably help if you know you got. I'm trying to think of a word for pulled over that isn't pulled over, pulled aside, um, to have some kind of card. Sorry, what? Boarded. Boarded, yeah, you know, apprehended. Um, we do have a culinary reputation, so it might behoove us to maintain that. <laughs> well, Augustine keeps his friends and keeps his contacts and everyone he knows by doing the right thing most of the time. So. <laughs> That's a hell of a motto. I do the right thing most of the time. <laughs> what is considered the right thing? Whatever he decides. <laughs> um, so he would want to make sure that we load up and on food on rations and water for for the junkers. Okay. Uh, so you could head to the. Um... You'd probably head to the bridge market. You could uh, head a step out onto from the office and uh, take one of the little. They um they actually have sky ships that are like they're like kind of like old sky ships that don't work that, that nothing about them really works anymore except their lift cores. So they're just like elevators, um, and they tend to have like older folks run those, like you know pensioners in their retirement. Um, so they're basically like elevator operators, um, you know, in an old timey department store. It's like your Walmart greeters. Yeah. So you you step aboard the the ship to go from the uh, the Junkers Guild satellite office to the bridge market, uh, and and Oscar the elevator operator uh, greets you warmly and says, "Come on in. Where are you headed to?" Uh, and you can you can tell them you're headed to the market. Um, and yeah, so the the bridge market is uh, right now. There's a river threading through the uh, the towers actually above it, which makes this really like nice dappled effect as the uh, the sun kind of filters through it. It's a very magical time of the year, and there's all kinds of nice smells from the spices. Um, you know, some of the there's a bunch of food options. Some of it's kind of stale because they can only run their food replicate replicators on one, every every year or so. Um, but there's all kinds of options here. Um, and if you want to try to acquire some supplies, I think what we would do is we would just make an uh, acquire assets roll um, to see what kind of supplies you can gather while you're here. 
Okay. And uh, I'll, I'll remind you that one of the special rules we've made for Gypsum Heights is that you can take plus 1D to acquire assets related to luxury or opulence. Oh, nice. So, so we can get some fancy food. <laughs> yes. Uh, you will need to spend one credit to take this action because you don't have free downtime actions left. Um, mm -hmm. But he gave you two. So. Yep, I can. I'll do that. All right. So go ahead and just make a fortune roll starting with the tier of your crew, which is zero. But then you can add one from the Landberg rule. So starting at 1D for your fortune roll. Would it give us any bonuses or any benefits because we are now partial owners of this cantina? Like maybe we would have ways to access like markets for food and other specialties that we wouldn't have had before. I think if you need to after the fact, you could uh, you could do that for sure. Okay. So you got a four, which means the assets you get will be equal to tier one. So good, not great. You could spend that one other credit he gave you to bump them up to like pretty nice uh, supplies, uh, you know, some some nice food, uh, some I don't know, was is wine a thing here? Wine's a thing everywhere. Uh, some nice wine, um, or you could just let uh, take that as is. I think I'll take it as is. <laughs> All right. So That's you have some smart. <laughs> stale rations and barrels of water. And a cred for a bribe if we need it. <laughs> That's very smart because moving that close to the fleet, there is a chance we may run into trouble or be boarded. And it is always good to have a little silver to cross people's palms. All right. So you have your supplies, which is your both an alibi and a legitimately something that they would need. Is there anything you needed to do in town before you uh, embarked on the beluga? Not I. All right. We'll do a quick engagement roll here. Okay. So just to see how your trip goes. So everybody go ahead and pick your load. Okay. I think I usually go with a standard load. Yeah. If you have a normal load, you look like you're ready for action, but you don't look like you're like all strapped down and ready for a fight. You know, you probably have like a backpack and um, some sturdy clothes, but you're not like super suspicious looking. Oh, no. Uh, well, we are really close to the government uh gadget will be strapped to the nines she's choosing a heavy load today uh, okay remember if you need to like run or something that could also uh, make uh, it tougher for you running's the worst <laughs> who needs it you have Physical you have machines to do that for you uh all right so I we'll call this like... a plan um are you planning to just Head straight there via normal routes, or are you going to try to uh, take the take your like back back smuggler lanes? I was just going to say, I feel like there's no need to go light or normal. Just go heavy because we're on our own ship. It's fine. Well, and we're also going to a dig site, which yeah. you know you need to be prepared. You need all your supplies. <laughs> just carry everything. <laughs> that's that's a normal thing. <laughs> Um, you know what they say at dig sites go dig or go home Ooh. <laughs> okay. I was going normal as well okay so I think uh, we start with 1d for sheer luck um, I think we can add another 1d because you are able to use those uh, smuggler lanes to hopefully stay out of the way of um, any uh, Azure fleet who might want to know what what you're up to there? Um, I think that's probably it for here. Uh, I might have given you like another one if you had some really good stuff, um, <laughs> but maybe if it was too good, it would have been suspicious. I don't know. Um, so I'll go <laughs> ahead and get that fortune roll for you from the Beluga. Oh, okay, so that's. Uh, that's not a great starting position, desperate. So I think what happens here is um, it is pretty smooth sailing, but Quell, mm -hmm. why is Batra the bounty hunter your rival? Batra uh, <laughs> the bounty hunter, oh gosh, I had a reason for this when I created the character. Um, Badger the Bounty Hunter is probably my rival because um, 
Quell, Quell is good at uh, finding things. Quell's very good at finding things. And for that reason, she was often selected as part of the urchin crews to go out and assist the Junkers Guild for a little coin. But there's no rule saying that you have to turn in everything you find. And um, maybe her, her special you know, high-grade sushi katana was one of the things she plucked from uh, um, a particularly important dig site and didn't happen to turn over. And maybe a particular junker was a little angry about that and sent Batra to uh, go either bring it back or bring Quell back. <laughs> but uh, Quell thus far has been very effective at evading Batra. Mm, all right. Well, we'll see if your lucky streak continues because uh, <laughs> as I'm guessing you're at the helm, uh, Augustine, you notice a, a ship pulling out of a cloud bank behind you um, and you probably notice it right away or recognize it right away rather, Quell. It's the, the easy operator, which is uh, Batra's skyship. Um, and it is pulling in close behind you. <laughs> Don't pull over. <laughs> <laughs> Batra's a fake cop. You don't know. You don't know Batra anything. <laughs> I don't remember what pronouns did we decide on for for Batra. Uh, she her. Okay. Yeah. Batra's a fake cop. You don't owe her anything. <laughs> She'll only make trouble. <laughs> Just lose her if you can. Uh... So we all need to immediately create new code names for ourselves. We need new identities. Um, I'm going to go by redacted. <laughs> <laughs> this is great because I already have another name. Uh Harwin. <laughs> uh all right, so this ship is, is gaining on you um and it is signaling with semaphore which uh I don't know who here knows like semaphore if anybody like actually or character -wise? The character, yeah. <laughs> um Augustine probably would. Okay. Uh, her ship is close enough that you can see with the naked eye that she's just signaling for you to hand over Quell. Uh, um, she's not like firing on you or anything, but she's getting real close. Close. What do you do? Well, it seems like you got a friend, Quell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we have a little bit of a history, but I mean, to be honest, Vatra's just a a piss poor bounty hunter and who has a, a bit of a grudge because. She hasn't been able to catch me. Now she's asking you to do her dirty work. Gadget's freaking out because she can only assume at this point that she once again failed to find a government tracking drone on their ship. <laughs> uh, so she goes through her heavy load and see if there's anything, anything at all to disguise herself. Um, would you allow spy gear? Like, would you reasonably assume that there'd be a disguise kit in a spy gear case? Probably. I'm <laughs> yeah, if you take that, you can start disguising yourself. If you think it would be better to let Batra board the ship and have me either hide or be disguised in some way, you can do it. I mean, she is a little bit like a dog with a bone, and she may potentially follow us all the way to the dig site if we don't. But she doesn't have any authority over us. So, you know, we don't have to let her on board. You don't? But we also don't want to draw any unwanted attention from the Azure fleet. Uh, That's true. You can't see any fleet right now. You know you're getting close to your destination, but you don't see the blockade for the moment. You also don't see the dig site. <laughs> but you know it shouldn't be much further. Myriad, on the other hand, uh, has a few um, heavy weapons. And it's like, should I... Should I just blast them? Can I? Can I just? Mm. Can uh, I just shoot them Batra, out of the sky? Batra's fleet is Batra's ship is armed. Uh, yours is not. I will say that that would potentially be illegal. Like <laughs> at this point, Batra is just the paid bloodhound for one particular individual who feels like I owe them something that I don't. <laughs> at this point, nothing particularly illegal has been done. Batra's just out to settle a vendetta. But, you know, I think if we blew her ship out of the sky, we might cause a commotion. Okay, so She's, I should uh, not she... hang out of our ship. 
and shoot their <laughs> shit. <laughs> probably not. I'm also going to think that Batra's ship, while probably not as fast as our ship, is definitely better armed. Gotcha. Okay. Let's see. What is your ship's uh, engine rating? I remember you upgraded it. Uh, um, it's two. two. So yeah, you're pretty fast. And what is a lift core? A lift core is what keeps your your giant hunk of metal from just falling out of the sky. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, all sky ships have one. Yeah, I'd I'd say it'd probably be good to let her board, see if we can convince her that you are not in this ship, and try and send her on her way. All right. I'm game for that. That way she doesn't keep following us, and that buys us a little more time and a little less attention. Where do you think you might stash me? I'm going to assume Batra is probably sly enough to know a smuggler ship when she sees one. You have smuggling compartments. That is true. Like a cargo hold can carry a small shipment, but it won't show up on routine scans or visual inspections of the ship. At 3-plus hull rating, it has life support for smuggling people, too, which means that at your hull rating of 2... It will be extremely uncomfortable in there. But you probably will like not just die as long as you don't stay in there too long. Yeah, we're, you know, we're not actually smuggling you. We're just hiding you for a short period. And I'll be honest, it probably won't be the most uncomfortable position I've ever been crammed into. <laughs> I'm an urchin, okay? I'm an urchin who worked as a picker. For the yep. Junkers Guild, I've been in all kinds of tight spots. <laughs> all right, so the plan is to let uh, Batra dock and then uh, just convince her that Quell isn't there. Yep. Now, Gadget. Mm-hmm. I need you to keep keep your head about you while while she's on the ship here. Oh, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Wouldn't want to say right. anything that might be picked up on a bugging device. <laughs> All right, so I think you slow down, right? And you let her pull up aside? Yeah. Okay, so Quell, I think you will need to give me a prowl here, or what is it, sneak? Uh, uh, it skulk. skulk? Yes. Okay. Uh, I, I'm going to hope that they would have me hide before they let her yes. on. Yes. I'm just using okay. it to see how it, how it uh, kind of goes from there. So I think so we've established this is desperate, so it's desperate. Because you don't have a ton of time, she kind of pulled right out of that cloud bank. But it's also mm -hmm. great effect because you have the smuggling compartments. Okay. <laughs> I'm not afraid about sneezing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. So uh, yeah, Quell is pretty pretty live because you know I'm gonna say that street urchins probably don't eat so great. So she's just gonna crawl right in there and kind of you know, snug herself in, in a way that, you know, not many people would be able to do. I'm going to click skulk. And do I have anything that could help me? I have the way you could spend a gamut instead of paying any stress costs. Never tell me the odds. You generate gambits on desperate rolls. Okay, good. So I might generate a gambit, even if I spend a gambit. <laughs> How many gambits do we have? Uh, two to start with? You have, you have two to start with, yeah. Okay. By the way, I, I did that wrong. I'm not supposed to tell you what action you should take. I think oh. Skulk makes the most sense here. But yeah, I'm going to say that would probably off. make sense because, yeah. you know, she is trying to hide. Okay, so you say it's desperate? Yep, which means you get to mark XP in that track. Okay. And it's a great effect, you said? Yep. Okay, and... Is it all right if I spend a gambit? Fine with me. Okay. A five and a five. By the way, how do I generate gambits? <laughs> I forgot. Uh, well, if you'd rolled a six on that, you would have gotten one. Okay. Because you can just... generate gambits when you get desperate. Uh, six on a desperate. And you can also generate gambits when you've already spent a gambit. Nice. Everybody else only generates gambits on a six on a risky and only if they haven't spent a gambit. Nice. And so I put one point in prowess because yep. it was a desperate roll. Nice. So, okay. Here's how it goes, I think. As you secret yourself away, um, Batra's ship, the, the easy operator, um, kind of comes in uh, with its deck just above your deck. Uh, and she throws down a ladder, a rope ladder, and she uh, climbs down onto your, onto your deck. 
I think Batra is, uh, she's tall. She has dark skin and long braided hair. Uh, she wears a black lensed half visor. It's like broken in the middle. It used to be like a full visor, but you know, uh, now she's kind of wearing it like a monocle. Um, and the lens flashes red in the light, like the infrared receiver on a VCR. A thin wire tucked through her sleeve leads from the visor to her uh, her caster pistol, which she has holstered right now, but you know that she keeps immaculately clean and polished. Uh, well, she's gonna shoot me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so who's greeting around the deck? That'd be me. All right. So she, you see her one eye that you can see meets yours, uh, and she crosses her arms and she says, I'm here for a quick call. Where is she? Well, I'm sorry to tell you, but she hasn't been with us for a while now. Really? I hadn't heard anything about that. Where'd she get well, off to? We don't really share that. We don't really share a lot about ourselves, so I don't know how you know so much about us. But <laughs> if you must know, a few jobs ago, she uh, got into trouble and took to hiding. I can't say where because, well, she didn't tell me, but she figured she'd lie low stay safe and contact us when she was ready quick call has a bounty on her head that's why i keep tabs on her it's not my business to harass regular business folk like you seem to be so i hope you understand when i say it really would be in your best interest to just tell me if maybe she's got something on you you need to protect her i can take care of her for you well, I certainly don't want any problems, and it seems like she seems to get into trouble quite often now if you're <laughs> after her and she's hiding after that botched job, so. Would you mind if I had a quick look around the ship? Feel free. We're just delivering some rations and some water to some junkers desperately right. in need of it, so. I'm obliged. Uh, and she looks up, and she kind of makes like a... A circling motion up to uh, to somebody on the bridge, um, and her ship kind of pulls off a little bit, and it's just like uh, circling around, like so it's staying in weapons range of you, but it's not, uh, it's still not making any aggressive postures. Uh, and she'll look through your ship, um, and your smuggling compartments—they pay dividends. Um, I think you're very uncomfortable in there, like we established, Quell, but she just <laughs> she can't find you. She probably finds your bunk. And do you have any like personal effects scattered around it? <laughs> I don't have much. <laughs> <laughs> you have like you don't have anything around it. Probably not a whole lot. I mean, there's probably like you know just like a blanket on it. I mean, I assume I probably don't have much in the way of clothing, and I keep my knife on me, mm -hmm. uh, so <laughs> I don't. There wouldn't be anything readily identifiable as mine. <laughs> All right. Uh, she looks around for a bit and she uh, heads back to the deck and she says well I do apologize I'd uh, offer you a drink on my ship but uh, another job calls do let me know if she shows her face again though. I'll take care of that for you well I will contact you if that happens <laughs> and the other ship her ship has been pulling up alongside as she's just been talking here and she she nods at you um, she kind of casts one quick, quick look over the deck again, uh, and she jumps back onto her ship, and it dips back down um, into the clouds. So you you came out of that okay, but there was a consequence that you don't know about yet. I think somebody. Uh, I'll, I'll just tell you that I'm keeping a clock to see how quick, how much, how fast the dig site is moving toward the blockade. Um, if somebody could think of a way to resist that. Um, maybe you could have hurried her along somehow. Um, oh. but... I, I think that Augustine did attempt to hurry her along by saying that we are trying to deliver food and drink to some uh, junkers who are desperately in need of it. I mean, right. does Bacha really want to be responsible for the death of one of those junkers because we got held up? I don't think she's that worried about it. Uh, <laughs> at, at least not on the scale of a few hours. If they were that bad off, it's not really her fault. Um, Damn, Bacha, um, you're cold. I, I could walk her through the ship and help kind of guide her along. 
Okay. Yeah, if you want to do that, you could make a resistance roll with something to see if you can uh, reduce the severity of the effect. I was going to make three ticks because it was a desperate attack uh, thing, but you could, if you resist it, I'll drop it down to just one. Well, in, a, right. in addition to that, if you'd allow it as, even if I have to take stress, I imagine Gadget with her paranoid ass would probably have falsified documents um, with false itineraries of where people are and may not be at all times. So like, look, according to our records, we have not seen the so-called <laughs> well in quite some time. Oh, uh, if you want to try to uh, protect uh basically take that consequence instead then you could do that uh gadget take it and, and try to resist it it's up to you only one person can make um oh i see resistance yeah, I, rolls i'll try and resist it i would think resolve resolve sounds right so you rolled a five is your highest you'll only take one stress oh okay. yeah i'm really glad he did that roll <laughs> so yeah um the clock which is a six clock would have been uh, filled to three already. Um, but in this case, it'll be only filled to with one click tick because nice. you were able to kind of hurry her along without seeming like you were too pushy and suspicious because that's how much of a uh, smooth, smooth talker Augustine is. You're so charming, Augustine. <laughs> uh, she probably just wants me to call her so we can have that drink. <laughs> <laughs> Augustine is a hot, a hot commodity these days. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think uh, a little bit of time can pass um, and Quell can uncontort herself from your smuggling compartment. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, probably about, I don't know, half hour later, uh, Batra's ship kind of departs from yours and seems to be, you know, you, you, you lose it amongst the clouds um, and you're just, you're heading forward. Uh and you see uh, Dig 112 in the distance. And in the distance beyond that, you also see uh, the blockade. Uh, at this point, it's still like far enough into the horizon that it kind of has that effect where it like, you know, looks like the sky a little bit, but you can, like has the color of the sky, but you can, you can see it, which is something in a, a world where, you know, everything's big and spread apart in the sky. <laughs> um, as you go over the uh, the Landberg, you can see that the, it looks like there are uh, two camps uh, arranged about 50 yards from, it looks like a mountainside from the other side of it, but from the front side of it where the camps are, it looks like it's like, it looks like it was hewn in half. Um, like the mountain is just half now, uh, like an, you know, like an ant farm or something. Um, and uh, you can see there's a, there's a little uh, cave at the mouth of it. Uh, and these two camps on either side. To the southwest, there are a bunch of temporary structures. They don't have a flag raised, but uh, the artistic patchwork on a well-worn canvas would be familiar to anyone who's seen a Junkers Guild dig. Mm -hmm. um, the smaller encampment on the northeast side flies the flag of the uh, Azure Empire and is largely composed of anchored skyships. They don't really have like a bunch of tents spread out around. But you've made it to the dig site, so what do you do now? I guess we land. Paul would advise like a little bit of caution because you said that we knew that uh, sometimes these places that come up from the deeps, they're, they're kind of dangerous. And uh, I would think that being, especially from like a big port market type town, uh, <laughs> well as maybe seen some crews where not everyone came back after they, you know, head back from their various dives. Uh, you can see down below that there are like people moving around in the camps. Um, oh, okay. It looks like they're not deserted. Well, that's good. Aquel would just say, Augustine, I know I don't have to tell you this, but I, I say we be on our guard. It's not just the people down there that I might be worried about. I hear you. <laughs> Gadget. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't happen to have some paperwork for this delivery now, would you? <laughs> um, I imagine Gadget would have something stowed away for just about any situation because you never know when you have to change your identity at a drop of a hat. <laughs> I guess I do have a legit, legitimate ID as well. What is that? <laughs> oh, I actually do not have any forged documentations yet. That would be a speaker thing. I have a legitimate ID. Let's um, see. The beluga. 
Oh yeah, you could have false ship papers. Uh, that was that's an upgrade you could pick. If you want to have acquired an asset, then you could spend some credits for that. I'd be absolutely okay spending a credit for my um, for my person because again, I could see this is something Gadget would want to have on her right. person. Well, let's uh, let's move forward, and then if you need it, you can flashback. Right. Got it. That's one of the cool things in the system. You don't need to you know <laughs> make sure that you have everything, all your bases covered beforehand. And if it doesn't come up, then you're not like, ah, oh, dang it, I spent that credit. <laughs> All right, so you can uh, set the ship down. Uh, do you want to set it down on like one side of the camps or the other, or like just kind of off in the distance on your own? Or, um, well, we've got stuff to deliver, so I'd say on the side with the Junkers Guild. Okay, so as the ship sets down. Um, there's a little bit of a little bit of commotion in the camp. People are curious to see uh, who's landed. Um, I don't know if they'd recognize your ship, but Quell, you would probably recognize one of the people who comes out to see what's going on. Uh, and it is uh, Four Gasket, who is uh, um, an older woman with uh, piercing green eyes, tan skin, and gray blue hair gathered up into a floppy cap. She is played by Laura Dern uh, because <laughs> casting is free when you're an RPG. And she walks out from her tent and, uh, you know, calls calls up to you like, Oh there, what brings you to the dig? Gadget has already assumed that Quell has a very mysterious past that she's hiding. But she's impressed that Quell knows somebody from the Junkers Guild because they are cool. Um, they have all <laughs> the best, most interesting things. So Gadget might hang off in the back for the moment. I mean, I guess Quell might offer her signature kind of crooked grin and say, ah, for a gasket, it's been ages since I've seen you. How have you been doing out here? Oh, we were doing fine until they showed up. Uh, and uh, as she mentions they and kind of, you know, points her head back toward them, you see that there is another, um, a small group of people coming from the uh, Azure Fleet side of the camp to come and come and check you out. Uh, <laughs> we had indeed hoped we might, uh, might arrive before they decided to set up camp. Uh, I can see why things might be a little troubled out here. Are you just calling that from the top of the ship? <laughs> <laughs> I had thought we had hopped down and we're like going to go talk to them. You can do that if you want. Nobody said that. Okay. Yes, yeah, I had I'd... thought we had disembarked. I would have as well. <laughs> All right. She'll uh, greet you and take her take her back to your her tent, which is you know they've got uh, they know how to camp in the Junkers Guild because they spent a lot of time out on these digs. It's a it's a nice nicely appointed little tent. I guess if you're going inside, then the um, the other folks from the other camp wouldn't like try to like knock down the, the tent or anything to come and come and check you out. You know, there's some people kind of watching you from the other side of the camp, but nobody's, nobody's moving toward you or anything. And once you all get inside, uh, four gasket, nobody knows by the way, whether four is her title or her name. Um, <laughs> as long as they've known, there's just been a four gasket at the head of the junkers guild. Works for me. <laughs> uh, and she, she asks you if Plon sent you. That's who sent us, right, Man Bun? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's who sent us. We, we got some uh, some food and some water for you on, on his behalf. Uh, that's a relief. Yeah, we uh, we only plan to be out here for a few weeks. Well, not even a few weeks, maybe a week. But uh, everything slowed down when uh, they showed up. Indigo Analytics. They say the dig is, you know... Considering its location and its unusual movements is a, a security concern. So are any artifacts that are potentially um, part of the island or part of the landberg. They're not islands. <laughs> um, so we we kind of put a stop to things. We didn't really want to make too much progress, you know, just in case we had to split it. Um, but it's been getting a little hairy. Because, uh, well, as you can see, and she gestures back towards the uh, the blockade in the distance. What are y'all doing out here in the first place? It's not like you to come out to a dig that's already so close to the Azure Fleet. Well, it wasn't this close when we started. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. And uh, normally to find a dig like this, we'd have to go down fathoms. But something's pulling it up. Just too much of an opportunity to find 
parts that haven't been picked through old artifacts. We just couldn't let that lie. Of course, ended up being a lot of trouble, but we're still hoping we can get something out of this. Fortunately, um, I don't know if you saw, and she uh, will probably take you out on a little tour now. She points toward the cave. Inside that cave mouth, there's an old gate. We were working on getting it open, but uh, that's when they showed up. Mm. <laughs> and there's no help in the rival. The rival team is there. Oh, they'd be happy to help us out, but uh, they'd want to split whatever they find. And the last time we split something with them, and she makes heavy air quotes around this <laughs> word split, they took all of it and sent us a heavily redacted manifest a few months later about you know why they couldn't turn it over due to uh, fleet security concerns. Mm, I see. Well, officially, we're just here to deliver some supplies, but... It looks like you may be needing some assistance. Having somebody here who isn't officially here on behalf of the Junkers Guild would do a lot to get through the red tape. And as she uh, says the words red tape, um, <laughs> in the distance comes uh, a, a well-dressed man. Um, he's got uh, fair skin and dark curly hair. Uh, he calls from the distance like, some more visitors. Good to see you all. I'm Vert Stuker, CIO with the uh, Indigo Analytics. Uh, and yeah, she um, four gaskets is kind of like making the like hand puppet gesture, but like with the back <laughs> turned to him so that he can't see. And he says, "So looks like you brought some supplies for them. That's that's good. That's good. Yeah, we were we were thinking of sharing some too, but um, honestly, and he just gestures behind his shoulder." Once we get to the blockade, you know, we'll give them the usual refugee package. They'll uh, we'll get the blankets, the rations. We'll send them on their way. Glad you folks are so worried about it, but it's it's really not a big deal. Everything's under control here. Um, quick question. Um, I have my old friends, and we landed in a new location. But this isn't a location that would have been inhabited. Mm -hmm. Would I know anyone from either of the groups? Sure. Yeah, there's enough people here. There's movers and shakers here. Basically, you've got the head, uh, the head researcher, the head research coordinator. I'm sorry, of Indigo Analytics here is a CIO Vert Stuker, uh, V I R T S T U K K E R, um, and you've got the actual boss of the Junkers Guild, for F O R E Gasket G A S K E T T. You could have run into either of them in the past. If you'd rather know somebody who would be working in their camps, that's fine, too. How do I want to play this situation? <laughs> yeah, you get all kinds of fun social toys in your speaker. Yeah. Um, I'll know Vert, and we'll just see what happens. <laughs> uh, I was almost thinking, like, you could have spent some time in the Azure fleet if you wanted, like, maybe another lifetime ago. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm pretty old, so I've, <laughs> I've been around. So I think he's he's younger. He's probably like in his early 30s. He definitely has that like young executive moving up vibe. But you know, you could have you could have known him like when he was just a scrub or something. You know, when he was just a research assistant. And what's um, his position again? Uh, he is head research coordinator of Indigo Analytics. So yeah, it seems like he hasn't, maybe your back was turned to him or something. He hasn't quite noticed you yet, but you recognize his voice. So what do you do, Augustine? Is that little Verdi? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he kind of stops in mid-sentence uh, mid of, you know, being all like, all helpful, but like actually smug. And he says, Verdi, only one person I know ever would have dared to call me Verdi. <laughs> Augustine, is that you? Well, you know it. <laughs> and he tromps right on over and he like uh, he gives you one of those like handshakes into a hug things and he's like, Augustine, it's been years. I haven't seen you since you mustered out. Yeah, I know. Seems like you're moving up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, onward and upward, as they say. Seems to be the uh, the the course for this landberg as well. Um, kind of a kind of a dangerous scene. But uh, hey, glad to see you here. Uh, we should um, we should catch up once we once we get to the blockade. I'll I'll get the officers' quarters. Well, we probably won't be staying that long. We were just dropping off some some food and water for our friends here, seeing how they were faring. 
Oh. You're just doing courier gigs these days? Yeah. It's a little bit more laid back than, you know, my time in the Indigo. Hmm. Never had you figured for a, for a delivery uh, sailor. He sh uh, shrugs his shoulders. Yeah, seems like a nice enough retirement. Well, anyway, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. Just wanted to introduce myself. I'm on the I'm on the really nice looking ship. Uh, <laughs> if you need me, so uh, mm. have a good one. Uh, you will. Yeah. You waves and backs off. Uh, and four just says like, I can't stand that guy. <laughs> he's something to he's something <laughs> damn yuppies <laughs> well uh, did, did Gadget know that I had spent time in the indigo Gadget assumes that you were one of many clones planted by the Illuminati you are glitch <laughs> so you don't remember your time of being a clone but that's why you think you recognize all these people they're just False memories stored in your databank. <laughs> uh, well, four lowers her voice again, again, and she's like, "But um, yeah, I, he's he's not wrong. I'm afraid that uh, that blockade's getting real close, and once it gets here, we're going to lose any claim we had to it. That's the that's the law, and it wouldn't be safe for us to stay here any longer. Um, but if we make a move now, then we got to split it." So you can see they kind of got us over a barrel. Well, Plon had said that if things were looking rough, we were to get you and anything we might be able to spirit away out of here. Oh, I'm fine. Don't worry about me. They're not going to try anything with me. They know better than that. But anything you could find, that'd be a big help. All I know is whatever is down here is attracting the attention of the bourgeoisie. So... <laughs> If it's serious enough where even somebody like Vert would be drawn to this area, it's valuable enough where it should not be in their hands. Okay. I have a myriad. I mean, I was thinking we could get through that gate in the cave and steal away whatever we could. <laughs> that sounds like a strong start. And uh, yeah, I think four will just leave you to talk it out amongst yourselves. Um, you know, she doesn't expect you to do this for her necessarily because this would be uh, potentially uh, potentially dangerous. You don't necessarily know what's in there. So we will say that if you want to do this, this will be the start of a score. 